Welcome to the Generations Church podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Turn uh, to the book of Psalms, chapter 121. This morning, we want to we want to look at a promise in a pandemic. We're going to see a promise that the Lord gives us in a time of, of trouble, all right? So have you ever been in trouble? I mean like bad trouble. And there was just no way out that you could see, all right? Have you ever been, you've been in a jam and there was just no answer for you anywhere. Now that was me when I was in high school. I told you I skipped school twice in my high school career. The first time I got caught by the police. Okay, now let me tell you, you really pray the Lord's prayer and the and the prayer of salvation while they're patting you down while you got your hands on the police car. All right, I had an experience with God. It scared me so bad. I was a freshman. It scared me so bad. I didn't skip school my freshman year, my sophomore year. People, you want to skip school? No, I was scared. Junior year? No, absolutely not. I'm still got, you know, uh, uh, PTSD from the first time. My my senior year, first semester, you want to skip school? No. Senior year, second semester, it's March. You want to skip school? Well, I'm almost out, so let's just think about it. So, you know, some of my friends, we were just like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll skip school. All right, we got a government test, so we'll be back at noon because we're good students. All right, we're not going to miss that test. So we all pile in my car, and I have an image of my car. There you go. There you go. All right. Now, you can see why they chose my car to, for me to drive, I mean, you can look at the luxury, you know, you can look at the exterior paneling, you know, I mean, they don't, they don't make them like that anymore, and we all say praise God, okay? But that's what I drove, that's what I drove to school in, and so we all load up in my car, and we go, we find an all-you-can-eat buffet, I mean, <laughs> they lost money on us that day. We just hung out there for hours, we just stayed for hours, so it's about 11.30, it's time to get back to school because we're good students. We've got to be back for our test. So we all load up in my car. We go back to the school. I'm two blocks from the school, and I'm, I'm sitting at a red light. And, man, we're just talking and laughing, and we pulled this off and, you know, how we're going to check in and all that. And all of a sudden, my friend that's in the driver's seat, he went, hey, hey, Nugent, uh-oh, we got trouble. I'm like, what? What? He said, look across the intersection. I looked across the intersection, and it's my father, okay? It's my dad, and he's in his truck. He had come to the school uh, to give me something, and I'm, I'm sitting right across the intersection from him, and he's just shaking his head, and he's mouthing something, and I'm not a lip reader, but it didn't look nice at all. It just didn't look nice, and he just pointed over to the side. Now listen, 
I'm good at getting out in trouble. I mean, I'm a talker, and at that point in my life, honesty wasn't really important at that moment. I mean, I'm just, I'm like, okay, you can come up with something. You can come up with something. And I, I pull over, and he motions for me to get in his truck, and I'm like, all right, it'll come. It'll just come. And let me just tell you, there's times that you're just in a jam that there's no way out. So I just, he said, all right, all right, you skip school. Here's what we're going to do. He drove me to the office, made me turn myself in. My own father just made me turn myself in, all right? If you've ever been in a jam like that where there's no, I was trying my best to come up with something, what, what, something that would kind of get me out of that situation. It just, didn't, it just didn't happen. And this is where we find David. Psalms 121, he's in a jam. He says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Because he's looking out for help. See, unless you're in trouble, I mean, you're not looking out for help, you know, unless, unless you're in big trouble with, with no way out. Now, now, David was in the wilderness of Ziph, and I have an image here just so you can see kind of kind of where he was at at that particular moment. There you go. Uh, so that, that's where he's at. Now, it is believed that David wrote this psalm while running from Saul in the wilderness of Ziph. So you can see, man, if that's where you're at, okay, man, there's little in the way of help. I mean, you can't hardly find water. You can't hardly find food. There is no place to hide. He has no money. He's a fugitive from justice. There are no friends. There, there's not a great way of escape. I mean, he is in trouble. Now, let me ask you, where, where do you turn to, you know, when you're in trouble? When you need help, who do you call on? What is your source that you lean on in time of need? My message today is the promise in a pandemic and I just want to maybe just talk about this season that we're going through this morning and, and rest in this promise so maybe maybe your New Year's Eve started like my New Year's Eve this year where you stay up as late as you can to watch the ball drop remember when you were younger you made it to the ball drop now we just kind of go hey we've seen that before it's going to drop I'm going to go to bed okay we start the new year and it starts with the promise just like every other new year we're excited we waved by to 219 we're excited about 2020 we're looking at it with anticipation and you know uh, of, of, of what is in store and then you know like I, I come in February and man I do Vision Sunday. Man, here's some things that I feel like God is leading us in, some doors that God is going to open. And, man, everybody's just kind of, we're, we're excited about the new, what the, the new year holds. And then all of a sudden, I don't know where you were the first time you heard that there was a virus, okay? I think I saw it on the news, but you've seen those kind of things before, so it didn't really catch my attention but I, I did watch it, and then I was at the hospital one day. I was doing a visit when I realized this, okay, this is different, because while I was at the hospital, they started changing. They started putting up signs about hand washing and masks, and you can't go here, and you need to, you know. And I, I was like, wow, okay, wow, this thing is, man, this thing is really big. This thing is really big. 
I mean, I've never, never really seen anything like that. And then, I don't know if it was the following Wednesday or Wednesday a week after that, but I'm coming home from our prayer service, and I get home, and the NBA has canceled their service. And I mean, I mean, their, their whole season. Now, I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge follower of the NBA, but now, I mean, that was big time. I mean, at that moment, I'm like, wow, we are really... You know, we are really in, you know, kind of a, a new world that we've never seen before. So I don't know when the first time it was that you realized, hey, this is not just going to be something in the news. This is going to be something that affects my life. And let me just say, wow, could you have ever imagined in five, six short months how our life, how our world would have changed because of of this of this virus and and other things in the world. So so now we we've we've learned all these new words, okay? Like pandemic, all right? Uh, flatten the curve, quarantine, asymptomatic. How many of you knew what asymptomatic was before the last couple of months? I had no idea. Community spread, immunocompromise, shelter in place. My favorite is Blur's Day. Blur's Day is just because you, there's so much, you know, we're so disoriented. We don't even know what day of the week it is, okay? How many of you feel like every day's Blur's Day, okay? It's just, I mean, every day it's just kind of, kind of crazy. And it's been, I mean, it's been hard. It's been, it's been hard to deal with. It's been hard emotionally. For many, it's been hard financially. For all of us, it's been very difficult spiritually. And, and we, we've been in this thing for several months, and there are some common reactions that we are seeing, you know, as people are kind of journeying through this, through this season. There's some common reactions experienced, you know, in this pandemic. And I'm going to walk you through some of those this morning. So we are frustrated, all right? Frustration is being upset. Uh, at, at not being able to change something. So there's something out there in your life, you don't like it, you wish you could change it, but you can't change it, and the reaction to that is, I mean, you just get frustrated, and, and that starts to boil up sometimes, and frustration can turn into anger. It can turn into anger very quick. We're, we're frustrated because of the forced change of life and routines. How many of you are a routine person? I mean, I, I need my routine. You know, when I'm preaching on Sunday, you can set your watch by what I do on Saturday. I'm a creature. I'm a creature of routine. And now, now everything that we've known, this routine that we've known, has now, has now changed. Work from home. Anybody done that? Work from home. I mean, now all of a sudden, you know, you got husbands and wives working together at the same table. I tried to encourage office romance. I don't know how successful I was with that, you know, but people are working from home when they're used to be being able to go to the office and, and then some even have experienced unemployment through this. Our routines have changed. Work from home, school from home. How many of you ever thought, boy, I'd just love to be a teacher. Man, I, I would love to be a teacher. How's that going for you? Okay. 
How's that working? I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, there's this extra, you know, this extra pressure on your life because now, I mean, you're, you're involved more with your children's education and you're trying to watch them and you're trying to work from home and it's just, it's just frustrating because there's nothing that we can change. Church from home, church from home, we've always enjoyed fellowship, always taking it for granted. Coming to worship together, see friends, say hello, worship together, pray together. And then all of a sudden for two months, man, it's church at home or church in a mask where you don't, you don't even feel comfortable, you know, coming to church. And that routine and that's, you know, has been upset and that's frustrating to us. And then also, how about vacation from home, okay? Vacation from home. We had a pre-COVID vacation plan, all right, that was canceled. Then we came up with a COVID vacation plan. We just thought we'd go to Texas for a few days and then had to cancel that. And our vacation this year was in Tallahassee, Florida. All right? The wonderful city of Tallahassee. Okay? Vacation from home. I was, was not in a good mood, let me just tell you. I wanted, you know, we all work hard. You want a few days out. You want to take a break. And our, our first day of vacation at home, okay, well, I... I uh, fixed a leaky toilet. I put some light bulbs up. We played a board game, the, the game of life. I won that. That was vacation day number one, okay? That was it. I mean, I, and I, I was just so irritated and frustrated because I, I couldn't go anywhere, but I, I couldn't change it. I was, I was frustrated. And then, of course, we, ha- we had vacation money because we didn't go anywhere, but I had this huge dead tree in my backyard that needed to come down. So I took significant money to have the tree cut down. So now when I think of vacation 2020, I have a vacation stump out in the back to remind me of vacation 2020. If you ever come to my house, you can see my vacation stump. It just taunts me out there all the time. So we're work from home, school from home, church from home, vacation from home. And there's a sense of frustration because we can't change it. So we just get a little frustrated. We're, we're frustrated. We're confused. We don't know. We're not sure what to do or who to listen to. You can't get a consistent story anywhere about, you know, kind of how you deal with COVID. And the, and the information that you get is different based on the channel that you watch, and we're just not, we're not sure what to do. What's right? Do I send my kids to school? Do I wear a mask? Does it help? Do I come to church online in person? Is it, is it safe? Do I take a rapid test or not? Do I wipe things down or not? Listen, we, we're just not, sh- it's, it's just confusing. You don't know what to do, what's, what's real out there. And I just want to tell you something. I just want to make, when all this is over, I'm just telling you, I'm not going to wash my hands for six months. I'm just telling you that up front, okay? Just letting you know, I'm done. Wash my hands all the time. They're all dried out, you know? Not that that matters, but just, I'm, you, you don't know what to do. You're, we're, we're confused. We're fearful. The constant negativity on the news and social media. Man, I'm going to tell you, I, I've never seen so many people that are, are fearful and anxious and walking in a season of despair. I've never been pastoring a long time. I've never seen that. But I want to say it, it's understandable because it's 
constant negativity on news and in social media. I mean, it's just a, a challenge not to be fearful in this world today. And I mean, we got enough going on. We're afraid that we would get sick or our families would get sick and it, it causes fear in our, in our heart. We're not sure what's going to happen to our jobs. You know, will we have the financial resources to kind of get through this? Will there be enough food? We see violence in riding everywhere. And man, it just causes, it just causes fear in our heart. We worry. We can't sleep, you know, and we're every time we 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 look at social media, you know, we're we're trying to get a little break, but man, there's all this negativity out there, and it just fear and anxiety have just taken root in the hearts of many people. We are frustrated, we are confused, we are fearful. We're exhausted. We're exhausted. We're weary. We're tired. The cumulative emotional toll, exhaustion is the cumulative emotional toll the pandemic is having on everyone. Just feel worn out. Can I just tell you, I'm there. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of, 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 of this battle every day. And man, you know, we're... We're weary. We're so afraid that ourselves or our loved ones would get sick or we're concerned about those that have it. We're just, man, it's been five months, almost six months that we've been in this and you feel this weariness, you know, in your heart. And, 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 and we have to make important decisions. Sometimes life, you know, life-changing decisions, and it's very difficult to do it. Man, when you are weary and tired, you don't have kind of the mental reserves, the emotional reserves that you, that you need to make, and we're just tired, and I'm just telling you. And, and if that's you, I'm just telling you, I'm, 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 I'm worn out. I'm tired. And I just want to say, man, there's no end in sight here, okay? I didn't think I'd get an amen on that, okay? But I just want to... You know, we're in this thing for a while. I've told our team, don't expect any change of life and lifestyle till March or May of next year, okay? Now, I know that may sound depressing to you, but I'm just telling you, I just feel like I'm trying to prepare myself for the end. What's it going to take for me to make it to the end? But you got to kind of know where the end is, and people are just tired, and we're not through this thing yet. We're sad. Grieving over a life that seems that seems like that we have lost. Okay, wow, almost grieving. You felt yourself doing that? Just you know, like I come to church and I we had no people. You know, we were doing online. We had about ten people, and you know, I was I was just sad. I just go home and just grieve, and we had to cancel all of our missions trips. You know, when we had to cancel Peru. Man, I was so sad, and you know, because not just for our team, but we go help very poor people. These were going to be some of the poorest kids in the world, but, and, and now I, I can't help them. I'm, I'm at home that night, and I'm just sitting in the chair, and I'm going, why, why am I sad? Why am I so sad? And it was just this sadness over that, you know, over that trip. Bo and I had to sit down and, and, and cancel mega sports camp. And I'm telling you, we were, we're both grown men. We're in my office. We're almost emotional. You know, just, I was just sad because we, we love, you know, we, we, we love that. I'm sad because I haven't seen my senior adults in, in months and don't know when I'll, I'll see some of those. So there, there's just, 
like, like went, this grieving of a life that is lost, you know, like uh, going to a restaurant. Man, it's just such a, you know, a, can, can we sit inside? If you invite someone, do they see that, you know, is unsafe? And surely we don't go to a restaurant without our mask, you know. And, and it's just like this, there's this grieving and sadness that, you know, that, excuse me, that people are walking through, and then we're stressed. We're stressed. Stressed by what is happening in our world. Have you watched that on the news and just went, whoa, I mean, what's going on? I'm just telling you, there's been a lot of changes in our world. There's been a lot of rapid, uh, permanent changes that have happened in our world, and we're stressed over the constant cultural fights the riots and the violence, you look on TV, and man, you're just, what? What is going on? Political arguments. I mean, we have national leaders who can't even sit down in the room with each other. I mean, it's just terrible, just the, the fighting that you see all the, uh, on the news, and we have an upcoming presidential election that I just, I, I won't share my thoughts publicly, but I'm, I'm really concerned about that, and it just adds to this. It adds to this constant stress. I mean, there's enough pressure in life as it is, much less with the backdrop of all these things going on. So we've been frustrated, we've been confused, fearful, exhausted, sad, and stressed. Okay. All right. I promise you, we're gonna get happy. Okay. We're gonna get happy on this, but. But I don't know about you, but maybe that's just, maybe you're walking through some of that. Maybe I, I think I have been the range of, of those things. But, but I want to tell you, but there's a promise that we have that God gives us that in the midst of a chaotic time, he gives this promise from Scripture backed by his character and his nature. And that promise is like an immovable anchor to a boat in the midst of a storm and he gives us something that man when it when it seems like everything's pulling apart there's a promise that we have in in God that 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 gives us hope and I want I want to go back to that Psalms 121 David says I lift up my eyes to the mountain where does my help come from he's in a jam he has no way out you know, he, he can't help himself. Where do I turn? Who can I call? Can, my, can money help me? Can I buy my way out? I look to the hills. Where, who's coming to help me? And then there's the realization, there is no one that is coming to help you. And he comes to this. He says, my help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. Now listen, we always try to help ourselves. We always try to, you know, kind of get ourselves out of our own, you know, out of, out of our own, the, the jams that we have created for ourselves. But, you know, sometimes I have exhausted everything that I know to do. Sometimes I've exhausted everything that I know to do. And I realize <clears throat> that my answer won't come from my hand. It won't come from my network of friends. It will not come from my own creativity or ingenuity. I don't have enough money to, to buy myself out of this. My help comes from the Lord. 
He makes that acknowledgement. Is that you this morning? Are you trying to work yourself out of another, another uh, jam that you got yourself into? Are you, are you in trouble in some way? Maybe through this pandemic. Instead of trying to come up with another plan, can I just remind you this morning, your help comes from the Lord. There are certain things that you cannot do on your own, but that you have to turn to God for help. And I'm telling you, He'll do that this morning. So listen to me. Man, is that you? You're trying to work it out again? Listen, listen. There are times that we get our own selves in a jam. There are times that there, we are in trouble and we had really nothing to do with it. But I just want to say to you this morning, man, why don't you give it to the Lord? Why don't you give God a chance in this? He said, I look to the hills. Where does my help come from? There's no help. But the only help that I can get comes from God. Give Him that choice, that chance this morning. Is that you online this morning? Man, you go from another plan to another plan. I'm just telling you, today is a day, man, that you can turn and give it to the Lord. Look at what He says. He says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Okay? All right, I love it. Because David is reminded of the fact that if God can, can design and create the earth... He can take care of me. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And let me give you his resume. He is the maker of heaven and earth. If you're concerned about, can God handle my problem, let me just remind you of what he can do. He is the maker of heaven and earth. So, have you ever sat with your toes in the beach? And you've watched the expanse of the ocean and the clouds. And you just kind of had like a spiritual moment, just mindful of God. Or, man, you've been at the lake. And, man, you've just seen the, you know, you've seen the, the beauty of, of God's creation. Or maybe, you know, you've been up in the mountains and you've seen the, the snowy mountaintops and the beauty that comes with the mountains. Or maybe you've sat at a sunset when the sun's going down and you saw the colors that, that have popped. I just want to tell you, those are reminders. Man, that if your back's against the wall and you were in trouble, like we all are. Man, our help comes from the Lord. And what's his resume? Man, he is the creator, the maker, the designer of this earth. And if he can take care and do all of that, I promise you he can walk us through this moment. I promise you he can do that. I promise you he can do that. Look at that promise. He will not let your foot slip. He will not let your foot slip. So, like a, like, a, like a toddler learning to walk under the watchful eye of a parent. Got the toddler, you know, got their little hands. They're weaving, bobbing back and forth. He's watching. Now, as we read the rest of this, I want you to think like a father, okay? He's not going to let our foot slip. But, but as part of walking, part of learning to walk is falling, okay? You have to learn how to balance yourself as a toddler. They say one-third of the weight of a toddler is in its head. Now, divide that out for your own body weight, okay? That'd be, a tough, that'd be tough to walk. But learning to walk is falling, sometimes tripping. But let me just tell you, it's always under the watchful eye 
of the Father. Okay, he's watching us because he wants us to, to, to grow and walk. But he's never going to let us fall down the steps. We're not going to fall off the back deck. He's watching over us. He will not let your foot slip. He's, he's keeping an eye on you. I want to tell you, for those of you that are going, I don't think I'm going to make it through this season. I'm telling you, he's not going to let your foot slip. Look at that. He who watches over you will not slumber, okay? The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. So humans, we need sleep to be able to function throughout the day. We need that, but that is not God. It says He watches over you and He doesn't He doesn't sleep, okay? God does not need sleep and there's never a time that he is not watching over you. It's like a dad, you remember, or a parent, when your kids are in the crib and you just watched over them. You just went just watching them in the crib because you loved them. There was a sense of protection over them. They were you know, they were, they were safe. I just want to tell you this morning that if you, if you are fearful and anxious and you have trouble sleeping at night, man, you go to sleep knowing that your father's just watching over you. He's watching over you. He doesn't get weary. He doesn't get tired. We're walking through this thing and God is watching over us. It says the Lord, the Lord, here's the promise will keep you from all harm. Look at that. He will watch over your life. Now listen to me. He is not just your Savior, but He is your Father who cares about your life. So He's not a one-act wonder, okay? Where He's just here during the moment of salvation and then He just disappears. No, He is our Heavenly Father who, who stays with us, who's concerned about our, our life and our happiness and our, and our future. It says the Lord will keep you from all harm and He's watching over your life. He's watching over all parts of your life so He's not just there when He saves you, but He's watching and He's caring over all other parts of your life. And I want to say, if you believe in Him as your Savior, then trust Him as your Lord and with the details of your life. And let me just say, like people in this moment as we're walking through this pandemic, man, they're just, they're not maybe uh, struggling with their salvation, but man, they're just worried about the other parts of your life. And I just want to remind you this morning that He's the same God. He's the God that saved you. He is the God that will sustain you. And He is the God who's going to bring us all through this in some form or fashion. He's watching over us. He's watching over us. Listen, if you know that the Lord saved you, if you know that the Lord saved you, then I want you to trust Him with the rest. He's the same God. He's the same God. If He did a good job at salvation, He's going to bring you through the other, the other parts of that. He's the same God. He doesn't change. Look at the last part of this promise. The Lord will watch over you. You're coming and going both now and forevermore. He's watching over you. He's watching over you. As a parent, this is a great invention. Because I know where my kids are at. And I just want to be honest with you. I check on them 
throughout the day. I say, you know, I'll pull up, find my iPhone, and I check on my kids. I'm watching over my, my kids, okay? You know, and, and I tell them, too, I tell them, if you're ever in emergency, now you call me, and whatever I'm doing, I'll drop what I'm doing. I don't care who I'm meeting with. If you call me, I'll answer that phone in a heartbeat, okay? I'm watching. I'm watching. I watch them every day. I watch them every day. Throughout the day, I'm just like, where are they at? What are they, what are they doing? I'm watching, okay? And they can call me at any time. Now, I've had to go back and redefine what emergency is because they were calling me going, hey, Dad, I don't have any money in my account for lunch. That's not really an emergency, okay? But I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Parents, you know, you, you got the same technology. I mean, we're watching. We're wa- He's the same way. He's watching, he's watching over us. He says, oh, he's watching over your coming and your going, okay? Now and forevermore. Whatever you're doing, he's watching. Just like you watch over your kids. As a parent, you kind of know where they're at. And if they're ever in emergency, man, when, they, when you hear from them, man, you respond in a moment in the same way. He says, the, the Lord's watching over your coming and your going. Now, right now. And then in the future, in the future, he's watching over. He's watching over you. And I want to just tell you, tell you something. I want you to know that God loves you. God's watching over you. God has got his hand on you. Whether you're coming or going, employed or unemployed, money or you don't have money, the Lord's watching over you this morning and he cares about you like a father. Worship team, you can come. Now let's unpack this passage just a little more. If you look on the scripture, if you're in your Bible or in your app or wherever you're looking at the scripture, there, this is called the this chapter is called the Song of Ascents. I mean, you can look right under it says Psalms 121, and you'll see the term Song of Ascents. Now, that wasn't put there by the publisher. That wasn't put there, you know, by by the translator. That was put there by the author. Okay, it's called the the Song of Ascents, and the Song of Ascents. Uh, Psalms 121 is from a section of the Psalms called the Song of Ascents, okay? The Song of Ascents are 14 chapters, Psalms 120 through 134, that the Israelites sang while they traveled to Jerusalem uh, uh, for, for their pilgrimage, okay? So you ever been on a trip and you start singing songs, when you're, especially when your kids are small, you know, start singing those songs, that's what they do. So from all over Israel, okay, they, they started to go to Jerusalem and they would sing these songs as they were going up the hill, Song of Ascents. And there were 14 of these chapters that they converted into songs. And they would just sing them in rotation. Okay, so when they were going to Jerusalem, I mean, that was a big deal. It was historic Jerusalem. The place where the temple was, where God's glory came down. The presence of God was there. They were going up for Passover. Three times a year they did this trip. Three times a year. And they would sing these songs. Passover, they would go to Passover. When they remembered God's deliverance of the Hebrews. Another time they would go up to celebrate the Feast of Weeks or the giving of the law. Okay. The third time they would go up to Jerusalem for the Feast of Tabernacles or the celebration of the harvest when harvest was 
over with. And every time they traveled, they sang these 14 different chapters. They sang these songs as a reminder of God's faithfulness and God's protection. Okay, so they would sing these. Now, David, when he wrote Psalms 121, it was in real time. It was in real time. He was in a jam. Hey, I'm looking to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. It's in real time. Okay? Years later, they are singing this song. Okay? David wrote it at the moment that it was happening. Now it's been handed down, and they are singing these songs years later as they traveled to Jerusalem. Okay? Three times a year, the Song of Ascents. They're singing Psalms 121. They're singing it as they go to Jerusalem. Watch me. So what's another name for Jerusalem, especially in the Old Testament? What do they call it? City of what? City of David. City of David. Okay? So the idea for the very temple that they were going to worship, in the very city that they were going to worship, came from a man who was the writer in a moment when he felt like that there was no help and he was not sure of of who his helper or how he would get out of this situation. And that psalm is a powerful reminder to them how God brought David through in that moment and that psalm and that song is a powerful reminder to us today of God's love, His provision, His faithfulness and His protection. I want you to know this morning that the promise of Psalms 121, where do I I look to the hills where does my help come from? My help comes from from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He's not going to let our foot slip. He watches over us. The Lord will keep us from all harm. The Lord will watch over your coming and going. I want you to know it was something that he learned in the moment when he was facing that trial. And it's something that you and I, right now, in the midst of this pandemic, can can rest on today. It's like an anchor in the midst of a storm. So if you're frustrated, man, you just can't can't get a change here. In a moment, we're going to pray for calm in your life. If you're confused, we're going to pray for clarity and direction. If you're exhausted, we're going to pray for rest and strength. If you're sad, we're going to pray for joy and a spirit of praise. If you're stressed, we're going to pray for inner renewal in your life. I'm just telling you, listen to me. Generations Church that are here online, we're going to make it through this thing. I want to bring you a word of encouragement this morning. It may look bleak. We don't have all the answers, but our trust and our hope this morning is in God, and He's going to bring us through as believers, and He's going to bring us through as a church. Would you stand this morning? They're going to lead us in a time of worship, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to pray over these areas that we talked about this morning. Let's praise Him today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Even when I don't see that you're working. Thank you, Even when I don't feel that you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. Come on, sing it. You never
never stop working and even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop you bring us through we got a promise here even when i got a promise you got a promise you're gonna make it this morning you're gonna make it this morning you're gonna make it this morning some of those things frustration confusion exhausted sadness and stress hey welcome to the club welcome to the club we're gonna pray over you in just a moment we're gonna pray over all of us we're gonna pray God's promises over all of those area there are other things in this season that you are dealing with this morning there are other things that you're dealing with but I just want to say man if you're a believer man if you're it, it's easy to kind of Man, feel distance and kind of lose your song, and man, it's kind of easy to drift. And I just, man, I just, I mean, I just want you to know this can be a moment that you come back to God. Maybe you're not even a believer. Maybe you just got yourself in a jam and you find yourself listening about what to do when you get into trouble. You turn to God. You turn to God. You let God have it. Take your hands off the mess and let let Him let Him have it. Okay? And if that's you, man, if you're away from the Lord this morning, every head bowed, every eye closed, we're just going to do a time of prayer this morning. If that's you online, and you can message privately and go, hey, pray for me. I'm not where I should be in my, in my walk with God. For those of you that are here, man, if you're not where you should be with your walk with God, just really quick, up, raise your hand up and down. Just say, I'm not where I should be. I need, to, I need to give some things over to the Lord. I need to do that this morning. How many of you are kind of walking through man, frustration, confusion, sadness, exhaustion? Man, you just need God to do something fresh in your heart. Raise your hand up and down real quick. Say, wow, I'm just kind of, man, I'm walking through these things today. I'm walking through these things today. Oh, Lord. So let's pray together. Let's pray together. So, Lord, I just come before you today. Lord, as we are in an unusual season right now, unprecedented for this time, but Lord, we're walking through frustration, but we're praying for calm. I'm praying for those that feel frustrated in the moment, Lord. Lord, Isaiah, the promise of Isaiah says, be careful and keep calm. Be careful and keep calm. So when we're frustrated, Lord, because we can't change something, I pray just for the calming presence of the Lord standing on that promise be careful keep calm don't be afraid and don't lose heart 
Isaiah says. So I pray that there's going to be a calmness. We're not going to blow up. We're not going to, we're not, we're not going to blow up at people and get angry, but we're going to be calm. I pray for those that are confused. You're not sure what to do. Big decisions on the horizon. Lord, we pray for clarity and we pray for direction. We pray for a calm word, a calm, a calmness in our heart, Lord. Proverbs 20 says a person's steps are directed by the Lord. And God, I pray that you would speak that word from the scripture in their hearts, Lord, that would bring clarity when there has been confusion. Lord, I pray over that. Lord, I pray for those who are exhausted, they're tired, they are weary. Lord, we're praying today for rest and strength. I pray for physical rest. Some can't sleep at night. Lord, I pray great sleep would come upon them and they can rest physically. They can rest. But I pray for the strength of the Lord in a time of weariness. And Lord, your promise from Isaiah says those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar like wings on eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. We're going to walk through this moment with an unusual renewal of strength in our hearts. The situations may not change, but Lord, we're praying for strength today. Lord, we're praying for sad. We're praying for those for joy and a spirit of praise. I pray for those that are grieving and we're just sad. Isaiah promises us again the oil of joy instead of mourning, instead of sadness and grieving, there's an oil of joy that he wants to put in your heart. And he says, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair so that grieving that sadness can be replaced by joy and a spirit of worship that's going to lift that despair from us. Lord, I pray. Lord, I pray for those who are stressed. They feel like they are at the end. Lord, we are praying for an inner renewal that only comes from you. Lord, 2 Corinthians says we are not discouraged even though outwardly we are wearing out. Inwardly we are being renewed each and every day. So Lord, as we walk through this pandemic and it does have a toll on us, on the inside of our heart, there's a renewal, a regular daily renewal that will come in our hearts and our minds. Lord, we pray over that. We pray over that. We pray over that. Now that song of ascents where people, when they were worshiping God, they were worshiping God on the way to Jerusalem, the promise of Jerusalem, the city of David, going to the temple, that the, that the idea of the temple came from the writer that was in despair. And they started to sing the promise of God. They started to be reminded of the promise of God. It's called the song of ascent. Today, let's sing that song again. We're not going to sing it in gloom, but we're going to let a spirit of joy, we're going to let a spirit of worship take, take, take place in our heart. And even though there's a gloomy world on the outside, man, there's a promise of hope and joy on the inside. I don't have all the answers about how everything's going to end up. I don't. But I have a promise. I have a promise from God that my help comes from the Lord. That He's not going to let my foot slip that he's watching over me and that he never slumbers or takes a day off that he's going to keep me 
from all harm and he's watching my life right now and in the future and he's watching my comings and my goings from now and forevermore and I'm telling you I don't care what happens in the future what you see on the news you anchor yourself to that promise and God's going to bring you through it I promise I promise I promise thank you Lord give the Lord a shout of praise this morning thank you Lord thank you Lord Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.